Hey everybody, back for another episode of Psychic on the Scene. This is Katie, your favorite ginger mermaid psychic. <laughs> um, and tonight I have with me, as always, my lovely uh, co-host, Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hey guys. And my other lovely co-host, D. Scott. Well, what do you know? <laughs> and tonight's special guest, which we have been wanting to have on, since since we started this, yeah, since the beginning, is, um, the very wonderful Drew Kelly. Hey, everybody! Glad to be here. Thank you, Drew. So glad you're here. Wonderful. So I just want to say that when I first met Drew, was probably now it'll be like two years ago. It's like four. Oh, oh really? you're talking about in person? No, you're right. In person, it was like two and a half, three years ago. Two and a half. But, but you came to something I did like in 2015. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh my god! I remember you had it on Facebook that you were going. It was, it, yeah, it's weird. The last couple of years have been going fast. Yeah, I know. It went way too fast. So I was asked to attend a um, gallery reading, and in support of a guy kind of just getting started in our area. It wasn't he wasn't new to it, but in our area. So my girlfriend and I go, and uh, you were working with was it two other women? No, three. three. The mediums at large. Medium at large, right? Medium like at large. And Drew, throughout the show, and it was a tough crowd, I got to tell you, um, Drew, throughout the show, was really doing well. And every time the women would come up, and no shade to them, um, they didn't have as much pow, let's put it that way, as much mm, stage presence you. as Drew had an effect on the crowd. <laughs> so we get done. And by the way, um, he wound up reading me in the crowd oh, and um, was spot on. He brought in my grandmother who seems to show up at all of these different things I go to. And I was not that close to her. And, and you, you talked about how she played piano and oh, you had your arms folded just like her. And um, she was a concert pianist. And oh my um, I just went like this as you were doing that. That's funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> she, um, she, she just seems to show up to like, kind of like remind me like, Hey, you know, there's, there's other things out there or other people doing the same stuff. So at the end of the show, I went up to Drew and I said, hi. And he was like, wow, I'm so glad you came. And I said, um, I just want to let you know, you can do this all on your own. You don't need to do this with a gang. And I said, I think you'd be very, very successful. Well, I think it was like the next show. It was just the Drew Kelly show. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, it's funny. Like, I remember that vividly because the time I had a lot of stuff going on. And when I moved up there, I ended up having like a piece of property I found out and brought all of them. But like, I thought it was so close to Saratoga, you know, and like it wasn't. And there was all this stuff. And I remember putting that out there. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it can be like a touchy thing doing what we do and putting it out there. And yeah. remember I, you know, I, I, I traveled to Oklahoma to work with somebody and that last minute they shut it down for religious reasons. And we oh, had people really? like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've, I've ran into not a ton of it, but I've ran into it where it is real. So I didn't know what resistance or not. And I just remember hearing everyone I ran into like, did you see Katie Manhattan? I'm like, I, I don't know anybody up here, you know, and they were like, no, trust me. And everything I heard every, and since then, every single person I've ever met, she's amazing. I'm like, yeah, and oh, it's nice. true. It's true. <laughs> and so when you came there and first of all, you sat like fourth row back in the middle and I'm like, shit. <laughs> Cause, it, Cause like I, I had done this, but not, I mean, maybe I, it's almost 10 years now, but at that time it was pretty, you know, about, about five. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, there's this, this, there's a big difference 
in two years and five years and seven years and 10 years. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, yes. I still feel like a baby sometimes doing this. Like I really do. And, and I, I want to be a, um, a constant student, but I remember yes. standing up there and we were going one at a time. And I met one of them on a John Holland course, one of them in England and they were, um, you know, semi big ladies and they called themselves mediums at large. So it was kind of fun and they were really good people. And, and, um, but I do remember that. And I, I don't, it was funny cause I remember the piano with grandma, grandmother. Yeah. And I remember a blue book I kept seeing. So, um, and this yeah. is like a while ago. And when I um, saw you, I, I was so grateful because Aww. you don't get people in our, I did not know that in this field, it, it's not all love and light and rainbows. Oh, no, it is I not. didn't know. <laughs> Katie like this came and supported me and shared on her page and at the time, I think I was just on Facebook for like a year at the time. I, I had someone else set it up for me because I'm like, I don't want to do it. You know, and they're like, dude, if you want to even make a living, you have to. And I'm like, okay. And Katie not only shared it on her page, she with, with grace and, and support and elegance. Oh when God. she came there and she was sitting there with the, the woman or two or whoever you were sitting with, you know, yeah. you, you didn't. You didn't have, you could have said, yeah, I'm a, you know, I've had people like try to make, put a spotlight on them. You didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards you came up to me and you said that. That really resonated with me. And we had another one planned. And I talked to one of them who was an attorney, actually, one of the mediums. And I was like, wow. I'll be honest with you, you know, um, yeah, she does probate too. It's kind of funny. That's you know, it's like, where's the will going? Hang on. <laughs> so, um, so it's just interesting because you were so down to earth and you came up to me and I'm thinking like, mm. you know, and I'd heard so much about you and you know, when people kind of edify other people, it, it, it's, it's like, in my mind, it's like, you know, I, it, it's a big deal, especially mediumship. I, I did not have much support. I didn't oh, have a lot yes. of people going, Hey man, you should go do it. More or less. It was kind of a cutthroat business in the New York City, Jersey area. Oh, and when, when I got into healing is when I went up there. So anyway, when you said that to me, it really did resonate. And you're absolutely right. It's because of you and what you said to me that oh. I literally, I did, I, I set, thought about it. And we had another show planned in Massachusetts. We were going back and forth. And I said to them, I said, I just feel like I need to start doing some on my own. And they, you know, two of them out of the three were really pissed and hadn't talked to me since. But I was just oh. being honest with them. And it's not like we advertise or anything. I didn't say because Katie told me, but it, it really, you know, you, you lit a torch in a, in a dark part of where I didn't want to go or look. And I felt like much more supported with other people. Mm. And only now am I literally coming back to work with other people. And you're one of the people. And it was I just know. so cool. I was like, he I got Katie man in the middle of COVID and says, do you want to do like a zoom event for, and I was like, Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> And that was the, the first time I had ever done anything like that. And, and every once in a while, somebody would say, why don't you do something like that as a show? And Michelle and I have seen and heard of other people in our field that I would yes. not say are very honorable. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a big thing for me when there are people like us that are doing this kind of work that they have uh, great integrity and um, they are – yeah. Right. Because you know what, if, if you're doing it and I'm doing it and we're all doing good work, that's a good reflection on this whole field. But if you have Absolutely. a bunch of people that are like snakes, oil salesmen, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, and um, you know, what sucks about that is that some of those snake oil people actually have a really good connection, but they're, they tweak part. Right. And they're just, you don't have to be a good person to, to do this. Amazing. So I, I, wow, that's, I, that's profound. My friend, that is true. Very, very I didn't true. know that. 
Like when this you first happened, I was like, should I wear a robe and shave my head and like wear beads? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do a cat curse now? Like, I don't and know the answer is yes. Yes, true. <laughs> shave your head and wear beads. And I do. Only in the house. Um, oh no, but God. I um, I like to have fun. And I think that authenticity is, is uh, underrated. Because I tell oh, people yeah. before we start, like, hey, do you want me to be right or do you want me to be real? Because if you let me be real, I'll get really good details and we can maybe pluck the weed instead of mow the lawn. Because sometimes people need a healing quality within their the message or sometimes it's about the evidence. Like there's somebody I could read for and I'll get their name, their son's name, they have blue eyes and that they're this and they own this. And it's very factual because the communicator might actually be like that, but also the person that might have had a need to receive like that, not a want necessarily, could be. But, um, and then there's other people that come through and it's like, I know I have a short stocky woman who's real chesty and she's like a mother-in-law and, she, and it's more of a personality thing. And I always used to be like, how come I can't just get what I want when I want? Uh, and some people like, it's not a ghost standing here like, say David. You know, it's, 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 it's not a like but it does do that sometimes. Sometimes it, it does. It's, it's like, but it's still, to me, it's like an art. It's an improv. Yeah. You, you, you can't get ahead oh, of it. Perfect. You have to kind of be in it so open and so willing and vulnerable and so willing to be wrong that, you know, sometimes I get a no. And the reason I got a no is because, no, they didn't understand the name, but the name takes me to a very specific way somebody passed. And, you know, like there's just that one thing that would have been too hard to explain. And I just feel like you understood me when I talked to you. And I and one thing that I got with Katie from the minute that I heard about her, I saw her on Facebook, her sharing because I was actually like really taken back by that. I'm telling you, I had people that, um, and tutors in England that were hardcore people. Like there were not a lot of people that were nice to me. It came on very quickly for me and it rubbed people the wrong way. And, and the first two years, it was probably all ego. I was okay. trying to show you at that I was that good. Point, at that point, do me a favor, Drew, because we kind of got ahead of this. And sure. would you call yourself a psychic medium? I do. Okay. Now I do. I didn't, I didn't until two years ago. I call myself so a that's spiritual like medium. Michelle and I, yes. um, that we call ourselves psychic mediums. And there's now <laughs> people that say evidential mediums. Evidentiary psychics, yeah. Yeah, and which I think is, it's kind of, it's just too many words. I don't think, and people and don't are like, think, what is that? Like, like Drew just said, it depends. Sometimes I, I had someone, a very good friend of mine who I've known for like 20 years, and he came and he sat, he was test not testing me seeing if I was what he needed for his friend and he wanted an evidentiary psychic well I was nervous as can be because this person was someone he's a healer and I, I had him up on a pedestal but um it, it became an evidentiary reading because he needed that sure and but and it don't you like he's like Drew said it's it's flux and flow no reading is going to be any like any other reading even for the same person well, and I think right. too, like, it's okay to, like, it's okay if you go to somebody direct, you can be a little more general because not everyone's going to have, you know, this person or that person. But if you throw out, like, I have an older man who's in his 70s, would have passed from old age and had a cane. I've seen that. And they're like, anybody understand? And there's like 50 people that are like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, so, but like, I just feel like evidence is, it, to me, was the first most important thing. And um, I still feel like it's important, but I don't need to tell people that. Uh, the mediumship will show people that. Mm. I, I feel like, you know, in order to gain a trust, even if you're working with somebody psychically, like me, I believe the empath are the tree roots to the psychic self. I believe the intuitive is the core of the tree. It's the, it's the real instinctual, I get it. 
and then the psychic self is the seeing, hearing, see, uh, feeling, and then the what? mediumship is like you know, kind of like you can't be any you you can't be one without kind of connecting with the others, in my opinion. Here's an interesting um, thing that you just made pop in my head. When I first started, I professionally doing this. When I first started, it was around 2006, and just some of the shows were coming on that had John yeah. Edward mm -hmm. on doing things. <laughs> so when people first started contacting me, they want every time I'd go into a reading, they wanted proof. They wanted rock solid. Yeah. I had to say a word. I had to say <sighs> um, a name. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, and even working in law enforcement, it was good sure. because it was pushing me to just not go, I see a river and I see, it wasn't vague <laughs> stuff. It was very specific and it would be exhausting. And then as time sure. went on, they, they didn't care about that as much right. as the years went on. They were more like, okay, I know you see dead people. Um, just tell <laughs> me is mom. Okay. And then, Absolutely. so I would still get evidence or I'd still get specifics, but it was done. They people. Well, you already had the trust because of the referrals. Right, but I think be, mm, because point. people became more educated, that yep. you don't have to go in there and just sit there and wait for the proof. Like they wanted me to prove it. I think that as a, you know, a globally, it became um, more like something that just was there that other people. <laughs> so, Drew, um, tell us how you got started um i know you probably tell the story over and over again how you got started and about your own life um because now you you share this so much and you do so many trainings and help other people evolve with their own talents i really want everybody our listeners to know about you and who yeah, you are no perfect thank you um i um i'm irish and italian can't get any more catholic um, and garlic that's what right. they say the uh you know new meal at mcdonald's the the um mcguinea <laughs> so um so i for me I, I knew younger that i i I'd never i didn't see spirits or anything like that, but i would ask my mom weird questions you know like what if i wasn't born like where would i be i remember asking her because she, she would get annoyed um and like but like i just had this great wanderlust and this great imagination and um, and, and definitely in my household, you had to be on high alert. So, you know, there was definitely an, an abusive household. It wasn't mm -hmm. drinking or anything like that, but there was a lot of alcoholism in the family, just not in my house, but the effects of it gotcha. were. So from 13 on, I was smoking cigarettes, drinking, anything to get out of the house. So I think I put a big bandaid over it for a long time. Um, early twenties, I think I was 24, nine 11 happened. And I joined the military, went overseas um, got hurt, came back. I didn't get hurt bad, but I came back and I was, um, completely hooked on pills. I was drinking every day. I would pour like vodka in my protein shake <laughs> and I'd be like, this is good. I'm going to go work out now. Like it was just, it was tolerable until it was tolerable. So shortly after I got back, um, my mom was sick with cancer and she was my best friend. We, there's three of us, three kids. Every one of us thinks she's like, we're, we're her favorite. She was that kind of mom, you know, like really, really blessed um, because my dad growing up who lives down the street from me now and is a great guy and we have a great relationship, but I had to work through a lot of stuff and he did the best he could. So I don't, I'm not trying to make this about him, but it was a scary house to live in. He was an undercover federal agent for the ATF. He was, you know, always coming home in like a black Cadillac with Jamaica plates, sunglasses. He was like a thug. You know, that's, that's what he had to do. He caught the Iceman. There's a movie about it. Like he was, he was a bad dude. And, um, 
So I didn't grow up in a household that you were like playing tarot cards and talking about like spirituality, you know? And um, right. so in short order, my mom passed away. I was married. Uh, I just got married and my wife and I got pregnant and um, eight months and one week into it, we had to give birth to a stillborn baby girl. So, you know, you, it was a really incredibly painful process. You basically, for, especially for her, four days in the hospital waiting to do this, knowing then you hold the, you hold your, your child who's never really awake. And, and they, you know, it's like, then you give it, it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. So it really threw me. And, and then as a icing on the cake, 26 days later, my brother-in-law stabbed himself to death. He just had a, like a, and it was right around the mortgage crisis time. So he thought he was going to lose his job and he was really well paid. And it was just like, what? You know, so, and that, and you know, my sister, I, I never forget her voice calling me. And it just like, for the depths of my soul, it was like the worst voice you could hear. And you know, what do you do? I didn't know. And he had said things to me, his father took his own life. So, you know, there was something there for a while. And he bonded with me because he was in the army for a while and blah, blah. The reason I'm saying this is because it took all of that for me to kind of look at my life and go, is this the hill I want to die on? Like, is this, would I be proud of my life if I died right now? Would my mom be proud of me? And I started focusing on this other business I had and it it was very successful. I mean, more money than I could even ask for. And, um, if you asked me at the time, everything was great, but I was spiritually and emotionally bankrupt. I just was. I didn't have any spiritual life. I didn't have any emotional stability. And, um, you know, everything was about, let me see what I can do and sh- I'll show you. And, you know, I'm going to prove to you I'm not, I'm not nothing because I still had this abusive kind of voice in my head. So in short order, over about a year of getting clean and sober, and I was just praying for a positive attitude every day that's all I did. And I showed up and I didn't, and I went and I shared and I got involved with this 12 step program. It was really great. I still am. Um, and this spirituality would come over me and I would just say a couple of like Catholic kind of prayers to get me into like a meditative space, but never really meditated. So my sister put me in touch with a psychic and she's like, you know, this girl, you know, you should talk to her. So I did. And I remember she was like 80%, right? And I remember just looking at the 20%, like, yeah, but she didn't get that. She got brown, you know? And and she was like saying, she would say stuff to me like, you're going to do this work. You know, I'm like, what work? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? I never heard of this called work. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. And she's like, and I then I'm like, oh, well, what? Am, and she's like, your spirit guys want to meet you. I'll never forget it. I'm like, well, where are they? I don't see them. What are their names? You know, I was a real smart ass. And I, just because I was in disbelief and I'm very much, I can't say I, I didn't believe in it, but I was skeptical of everyone and everything. And I uh-huh. had, um, and so very, in very short order, um, uh, uh, she was like, just meditate tonight. I meditated at one o'clock in the morning. I Googled how to do it. I had a cigarette burning. I was sitting, my feet were off the floor because I was on a high chair. And I had this meditative experience where I closed my eyes and I could feel just like something was going to happen. But I, I was like intrigued. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I lit a candle, I think. And then I closed my eyes and I just remember a river floating, flowing into a waterfall. I'll never forget the feeling and the process being like, well, my mind wouldn't make that up. Like it's backwards. What's going on? And this man was across the river. I'll never forget his eyes. And you know, when you lock eyes with, with somebody that your eyes kind of like they'll move and then the steady. Right. And right. that it was that's where I think people usually get creeped out. And I just remember being like, "Uh Oh, and he like floated across the river and came right up to me. And I could like literally feel his breath nose to nose. And I literally went step back and I went, 
<sighs> and I looked at my dog. I'm like, all right, time for bed. <laughs> and I stood up. And when I looked out the, the, um, the uh, glass sliding doors in the back, I could see the silhouette in his face. And mm. I was like, I remember I sat there for like two hours, like, <laughs> like, and I would move back and forth and his eyes would just, it was so freaky. I actually still have a picture in my lockbox that I drew of it with pencil. Cause it was, and, and then as the night progressed, I started hearing, it was like simultaneous tele, telepathy. And it was very weird. And I just didn't know what to make of it. So I, I kind of chalked it up as like, I think I'm losing my shit. <laughs> and I was in therapy, thank God. I went to my therapist. I'm like, listen, I took all these pictures. And the pictures, while you would look at them on the phone, would move and change. Ooh. It was incredible. It was that. so cool. And, and if you look at those pictures now, there's nothing there. And I've had people that have taken pictures of my pictures and they were like, no, this, and therapists, you know, like people that I, tr that I needed, because I'm like, I think I need to get locked up, dude. Um, and I was scared to tell anybody because well, how do you tell someone I'm hearing shit or like, yeah. you know, so, and for me, it was very, it was very, I saw spirits in a smoky way walking around, but I remember knowing that it was really going to come in a different way. Like you just kind of get this understanding. And the next, the, within a day or two, I remember I went to, I was going to work and I really wanted to get out of my house because I couldn't sleep. And I put my hands under the sink and I heard, this is Jonathan, you got to call Jason. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, was just, I just was so defiant right away. I'm like, no, I don't, uh-uh, like not happening. And they're like, you know, and I just kept hearing like, you're not going to work today. You know, I swear to God, it was like singing and teasing me. Almost <laughs> like someone flicking my ear, this guy, Jonathan. And I'm like, dude. I'm going, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to work right now. So I went upstairs to take a shower and in the shower, I kept hearing the singing and I got sewing. I'm like, shut up. And I wailed my head and I had this gash. So now I'm like, I can't go to work. But they were right. <clears throat> so I go downstairs and I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And I think I'm loony. And I just sat there and I meditated and I saw um, this man in my mind's eye with like yellowish skin. And I kind of understood that he passed around Christmas and holy, it's weird. I'm like, Oh, something's happening. Then I got a visual of this guy, Jason, who worked at the gym. Didn't really know his family at all. So I call him. I had his number. I call him. He's a trainer. And I'm like, do you know someone named Jonathan without an H who would have passed at like 65 with silver hair? He smoked and drank. And as I'm talking, I'm like, I had a dream. I told him I had a dream. <laughs> I didn't want to like be like, hey, I'm hearing things. Because he's like, literally, his first question, are you fucking with me? And I'm like, would I call you? out of nowhere and just say that he's like right. no and you know so he touched and all of a sudden i started feeling like two fingers touch my kidney and i said jay here's something i'm like just ask because it was he's like well my sister's husband's father was jonathan and and he passed and as soon as he told me that i'm like but his son's name is jonathan too and he's like yeah and i was like that's just weird man and we're both like you know like no and yeah and then he's kind of understanding what's happening so um he, he went and checked out some of the information. I always do, right. wait a minute. I mean, I don't want you to interrupt. I always do the Elaine thing. I'm always like, shut up when I get something right. And they come back to me and they'll be like, no, that, that's spot on. Because it's surprising still to me. And it's almost like that was so clear because they didn't want me to ignore it. Because it oh, didn't yeah. come like that Good all point. the time since. Like I really had to kind of tune in and develop and understand there's different kind of frequencies and vibes and people and energy is like a very fluid kind of situation that is live. And I felt like, um, you know, so in short order, they asked me to come do like a, a reading. And I remember he's like, Hey, would you come to the house and just pick out some pictures? See if you can I'm like, everything in my body's like, no. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> man, you know, uh, so I go there and there's all these people sitting around looking at me. I'm like, Jesus. And <laughs> 
I'm still lying and saying that I had a dream. And then anyway, I, they opened up this album and the eyes, everything got uh, like black and white. And there he was in color and he was much younger. None of the pictures were the age. So it was almost like they were trying to make me fail. And then there was another one that I picked out and they were all looked around like I got it wrong. And then they, they were like, dude, that's right. I'm like, really? You know, and then all of a sudden I got a little more information. And as we were walking out, Jay's like, what the fuck, man? What? I'm like, I don't know, man. And I'm driving home like, did I just, did this just happen? And um, from there. By the way, I think all really good psychic mediums have that exactly what you just like described where they have the holy shit. Did I just do that? Holy shit. (laughs) Is this really happening? Exactly the way you're talking about. I think it's a healthy thing to have. Oh, yeah. I always walk right. out after those types yeah. of readings. I look up at the sky and just say, thank you. Yep. <laughs> because it's Absolutely. just so amazing. Yes. And, and it's so. like kind of like oh, over the next couple of weeks, I did readings for friends and stuff. And someone put me in touch with somebody. And I went to a spiritualist church. Janet Nohovac is really well known. She used to be a nun. Oh, and she, her. Yeah. And so she was like, Drew, you got to go to England. And I'm like, what? I'm not going to freaking England. I'm like, I live in Jersey. Like, what am I going to England for? You're right here. And like they did, but she's like, no, you don't understand the mentorships and the tutors and the, it's very disciplined. And it's, it's like, uh, like they come in like suits with hard shoes and I'm like, you know, okay, well that's better than like a dude with beads and like purple sunglasses. <laughs> I just had no idea how to even have a conversation in this field. You know, I just right. didn't, you talk about feminine energy, made me uncomfortable. You know, I was very uncomfortable with who I was still at certain points um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, it made me question everything about myself and about my understanding of reality and why we're here. And the biggest thing I got was when I traveled around after about two or three years of being on these week long mentorships with exercise after exercise, meditation after meditation. Um, it was evident to me that there were just some people that were built to do this. And there were some people that probably would never. And it just wasn't in the cards. It doesn't mean, though, that they don't get connections in a right. safe environment. They're mm-hmm. just not meant to. So, and I learned very quickly that there were certain people that needed to prove to you and tell you how good they were. And they usually oh, were the yeah. ones to stay away from. <laughs> you know, like, show me, don't tell me. Because you got plenty of opportunity with, you know, 80 people in the room. So then, um, you know, I also learned very quickly that there was a lot of ego. Um, and I learned that there was, you know, an an incredible amount of competition and cutthroat like, and I also learned that, um, there were clicks, there were favorites and that nobody knew what the hell to do with me. I was one of the few straight men. Um, I was, (laughs) I I, I didn't know how to handle that. I got to tell you, that's a big thing because like there are a lot of them out there and it doesn't mean yay or nay, but to have, uh, there's very few men in this field um of psychic medium or healer and there's very few straight you know swarthy sexy guys so my thing what i always talk about you is i always go go you know go take a class with drew kelly and even if you get nothing out of it he's real eye candy he's good to look at so um yeah i'm totally maybe five years ago anyways um no stop so but anyways it's it's very true that i think sometimes just like all different kinds of like we all have our own flavor Mm -hmm. on how we do stuff and and we need it different ways that it's really good i think for some of our clients to work with a male um versus a female energy to help bring in certain Mm -hmm. people or get the information like maybe they lost their dad and they need that male to say to them like 
sweetheart, you're good. It's yeah, all it's good. It's a different element. Like I could say it, right. It's a totally different mm-hmm. tone, but there's very, like the only other two um, men that I knew that were straight that did this were um, uh, Glenn Dove, who I love and adore. Um, and he's out of um, Rhode Island. And I did some taping with him. You would get an absolute kick out of him. He's got the best sense of humor and he is a complete vegetarian. He's got like eight children, uh, married a second time, rides motorcycles. He was um, the original drummer in, I'm going to say the name of the band wrong. It's like Ram Tam, but it was um, Black Betty Bambalam. Um, oh, yeah. He was the drummer for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and he's, he's a who, and he's, he's um, a different kind of a psychic, but he's also extremely accurate. And mm. then of course the famous John Edward. Yeah. And, um, and he's and Irish two, and Italian. That always got me. Right. And he's, he's, um, those two are buddies. They're friends. Oh, that's funny. Uh, oh, that's I interesting. Know. Yeah, it was a weird dynamic. And I, I think that it also, and I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm like, you know, in the upper two hundreds, like two eighty. And I'm six one and a half, and and you know, and I, I definitely can handle myself. I have a shaved head and a beard, and and I don't walk around like a tough guy though, and I never had to, thank no. God. But I I will say that, and if you talk to me, you'll know in a minute that I'm I'm pretty. But I do have good boundaries, and I had to like when I work with people, it's interesting because people would ask me stuff. Like I had a yoga friend of mine who did yoga, and he's a guy, and he's like, you know, all he would talk about is like, yo, it's only three percent of me. You should get the yoga. I'm like, I don't do this for the chicks, dude. Like what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like he's like, we well, got him on a heel. I'm like, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like uh, so for yeah. me, there's a very sensual experience in this energy where I feel so connected to the person that they're like family. So right, right. to me, it's almost like repulsive in a way. And I don't mean to sound like you know I'm like because it's so intimate being right. They- it's such an intimate thing that you're you're meeting their family, you're feeling their emotions while you're doing this of both the dead and the living. That it's it is that kind of a, a weird like well, it's, line it's that also you came across. Like, the one of my big boundaries too is because I get people like the one reason I didn't like the word psychic is because people immediately think it's future. And, and like, I'm like, no, it means other related to the soul. If you have a soul, you're psychic. It doesn't mean you have psychic abilities to the degree where you can go out and do it. You know, maybe you're just really intuitive. That's your part of the psychic. But like, I just feel like it's like, um, I have people come to me, should I have this baby? Is my husband cheating on me? Am I going to win? Like, yeah. am I going to win the lottery? Or if I, if my, is my son going to get into this school? Or is he going to pass this test? And like, I understand some of that. And if it comes, I'll give it to him. But I used to think right. that's how I thought it would work. And it just didn't. And I felt like when I went spiritual medium and intuitive, I felt like it changed the way I worked and the people that came to me understood me differently. And it also created a good boundary where I wasn't, because what, what started to happen is it's almost like what can happen as being a regular guy with someone who's having a relationship issue is, and especially if they have emotional issues, or the unfinished business with being emotionally balanced, they'll look to me as the answer. And that scares me more than anything where I'm like, look, how do you feel about it? You know, like, like I I don't want to be on your team because then I'll give you, then I'm rooting for you and I'm wrong. I'm rooting for you, but I'm also rooting for your guy. And I'm rooting for you to actually stay together if there's a way to work it out. But like, so I just had people that were like determined on an outcome and they wanted me to confirm it. And if Mm -hmm. I got the opposite, they would get testy. And as a guy, I was always very conscious of like, you know, I have to be super soft because it just takes someone to just say one thing. So it just made me very strong in like who I am and like the way that I do it. And it's like, um, there's a Mm -hmm. business like 
aspect to me, but there's, I'm really a big teddy bear if you get to know me, but I also, there's a lot of people um, that we see once or we see once every couple of years, you know, and there's a few people, sometimes I work with people repeatedly Mm -hmm. in healing and kind of coaching or something like that. Um, But there's a certain personality that I'll work with and there's a certain personality I won't. You know, right. so and they, the, they have to do the work. The more we do this, Michelle and I, like, we immediately all say, we're not going to that house, or we're not going to work with that person, or whatever. <laughs> so I think that comes with time and trusting your, your own gut, which I think a lot of times we don't. I, I think I'm the opposite of the ego thing, where mm. I don't feel like I have to read or know everything. Right. And mm. I, I, I really feel like people have to have their lives just kind of unfold or evolve on their own. Absolutely. And I don't want to be in the way of that. It's like, no, I don't want to be in touch with that. I was going to ask you, now you do have um, a wonderful family and you're yeah. remarried. Mm-hmm. And how many years have you been sober or how long? Um, it's, uh, I've been in recovery 10 years and I'm, I'm coming up. Uh, I have five years, November 28th without a drink. I had a drink mm-hmm. five years ago. God um, bless. And then I had a couple years before that. So yeah, so five years solid sobriety. Um, no drugs since 2009. But I just consider my sobriety anything that alters my mood or mind, or I try to get an effect to numb. And uh, for I me, that's important. I absolutely commend you. Congratulations. I think Thank that's you. Wonderful. I, and, and I only share about it because you're not really supposed to, you know, one of the traditions is not to share it out and about it, at least with the particular program. But it seems like it's just part of who I am and it, it needs to be there because it is spirituality is synonymous with my sobriety. Oh, and oh, it makes you real. How relatable is that when people are struggling themselves with so many things and then they find out, oh, this guy's the same as me, but he's, he's on the other side of it or he's successful now with yeah. that. So. Well, it can be weird too. If I go to a meeting, I tell people, listen, I'm going to be raw and fucking honest. I need a place that I can go and be raw and fucking honest and not judged. So if I read for you the next the day before and then you come to me or if I'm out of sorts in a meeting, you know, I have a sponsor, I work a program, I talk to people, I go to therapy, um, I pray, I meditate. And um, I, I feel like it's really important that we continue to fill up our cup and do the work because I do believe that we can only go as deep as we've gone within ourselves. I do believe that. Oh my God. And, how, and I, I'm sure Michelle's had this as well. Yes. Just when I think I've got a handle on one aspect of seeing yeah. dead people or hearing a message, then they change it all up for Absolutely. me. And I'm standing someplace and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's not my norm. Right. And then come to find out, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. I'm like, what the hell? This is doing crazy. This forever. And that's what's yeah. wonderful. Every day's different, and you never get bored. And the more I learn, the more I realize I, there is to learn, which I love. How well, isn't it funny? Like, if you think about it, like, I remember Janet Novak was teaching where she's very name-ranked serial number. Now, she's great. I'm not taking anything away from her. But, like, for me, my personality, like, I couldn't do it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. I understand the basic methods of the CERT, which is communicator, evidence, reason, tie it up, you know, like to have like something kind of curve in, but like really um, it was important for me that we knew who was here, who mm-hmm. they're here for, and what do they want to say? And how do we know it's them? That's it. It doesn't have to be so complicated. And sometimes you can get weird shit. Like I'll get stuff that I'm thinking is like a dead person, but like, cause in my mind it's coming a certain way that normally comes where they would be. And the right. person would be like, well, you're talking about my son. And then I'm like, okay, but who's the Joseph who's older with green eyes? I'm like, oh, that's my dad. I'm like, okay, and he passed? Yeah, okay, thank you. I almost need their help sometimes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, don't, right. I, I learned in a very weird way, a very hardcore old school disciplined way where the evidential mediumship was first and foremost. And it was like, if you can't prove it, you can't say it. 
So, you know, it was like you had to make a statement and get a yes, no, or I'm not sure. That was the only thing people could give you. And what it did was it allowed me to stretch my intuitive muscle. And I was so afraid. And you could notice the inflection. I'll be like, who's John? You know, because it comes in a way that you're like, what? But it made me really understand how I receive. And you just can't get too caught up in it. Because I do get some people that are just like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. You know, and then there's other people where you could just like say, hi, how you doing? Oh, my God, I'm great. Like, you know what I mean? They're so excited for a reading. And it's like, I think that we kind of have to, we have to be the, monitors of the integrity of the reading funny funny side thing and i think both of you guys can say this too how many times have you been doing a reading for somebody and this has happened to me over the year and everything i say they go no Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. I don't do this. John. I suck. <laughs> I know. So, and John, and like John Edwards said, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear, like, try and give me something with the positive because I guess it would lower the vibration. So I understand, like, not just like negating. It's like getting punched in the, in the gut. Yeah. Because so, you say something like, maybe. On, what do you mean, maybe? So, yeah, but you keep going, no. yeah, maybe, or go, oh, I don't know. I'm not connecting to that yet, or whatever. So, um, he every time I have somebody that does the no no they not only later on after like a show absolutely show up and tell no. me oh yeah by the way you were talking about my dad and I didn't want to call it out but you were right about that and then come <sighs> to find out you were right about this and I'm like I can't get you back live you know in the middle of a show just tell everybody oh no I'm a dumbass <laughs> I she I she is right because then they're embarrassed. Right. Yeah. Or like I had one lady I can remember years ago and she was there with her girlfriend and the girlfriend got the reading first and everything was spot on, you know, pat myself on the back. I get to her and both her parents had died um, and she was very young and pretty much raised by like a grandparent. And then she had older sisters that obviously had more time with the mother and father and the family dynamic. So everything I said to her, she would, instead of saying, I don't know, she kept saying, no, 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 that doesn't sound right. No. So months later, this, this woman contacts me and says, can I have another reading with my sister? And I'm thinking, why the hell would you want a reading with me? Everything I said, you kept going, no, like I was wrong. <laughs> I get to the reading because it was at a group. I get to the reading and she said, this is like my sister Doreen. And she said, and I need to apologize to you. She said, I recorded our session and everything you said was spot on. I didn't know about it because I didn't know my mother and father that well and everything you said. So then the sister who looked much older than she did said, you said this about my father. You said this about my mother. That's all true. So it was one of those things. So when I get my ego hurt or been doing this, I remember those times that I think just give it to them like the right. just give it to them the way you're getting it and it's for them to sort it out later you know yeah, I, tell, so. I, I tell students too like people that are starting to develop like if you're not getting some things wrong you're not trying hard enough Ooh, you're being too general if you're getting everything right you're just kind of being real safe because there are days where I I, can't, I have to dial oh, it back yeah. a little bit because it's like I'm not it's like I'm a little bit off on everything. Instead of I get Joe, I get John. If it's Jeff, I get Jack. And it happens like I'm just like a, this weird hair off on the – it's like the station keeps moving on me. <laughs> and, and then there's other days where it's like I don't know how I'm getting this, but I know that he played for the Yankees for like a little bit, and he had blue eyes and he used to call him Mickey. And they're like, yeah. You know, like – and you're like, what? Like, really? 
Or, you know, and it, it is funny, like, and I'd get, I think as a medium or as a psychic, we have to be careful not to judge our own readings too harshly because mm. come, yeah. just like you're saying, where I'm like, oh my God, that one sucked. You know, and I feel bad. Like, I'm like, should I call them and be like, listen, I was, all, and they'll be like, that was like amazing, you know? And I'm like, what? Because my to me, ex-husband you know, used to say to me, I'd get home and I'd be dog tired, Drew, because back in the day I used to travel. Like I would travel to Jersey for a reading for a group and I'd travel to Connecticut and I'd travel up North wow. and all over the place. I, I talk about I would have paid people to, to take a reading for me in the beginning too. That's funny. I know. So I, I, I did, I went all over the place. I was like psychic on the go and I'd get <laughs> home and I'd be beat and tired and I'd walk in the door and my ex-husband would go, how'd it go? And I go, I really think I sucked. Like, I, I really, you know, I've got to think this through. And he goes, every time you say that, it winds up being better than you think. And you wind up hearing from it. And by God, it was. So you talk about the universe putting it in your place. The next morning, I would get a phone call from that person or an email that would say I was a great experience or whatever. So I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you've yeah. got to get a lot wrong, or not a lot wrong, but you've got to get some things wrong so that they can. You've got to be willing that. to at least. And, and right. also, like, the flexibility within, within receiving, sometimes I see, sometimes I hear, sometimes I feel, sometimes I get it all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a little bit of a raindrop with, like, I understand it a little bit sideways, and maybe it's a reference that I would understand. I'll see military boots for this, but I know it's boots on the ground, and then I'll get a sense of it's Korean War, not Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't understand it all. Right, but what you've done is you've developed, and I I talk about this when I teach, and I'm sure you say the same thing, that each person creates their own psychic dictionary. Pathways, yes. And and that, so you get, like Michelle gets a lot of stuff um, that's probably more imagery than I get, Mm -hmm. and she also does a lot of things that show past lives or fragmented souls. I know you do things that are, are probably just, not just the mediumship, but then you also do healing work with that. I do. Yeah. So, but you, so for you, you need to see those things, those pieces, those parts that you have to heal. Yeah. Well, does for me, it's, it's, it totally does. Because for me also, it's just really important that first and foremost, that the, I always tell people, like, I don't get bad information. I don't. I, I just, maybe it's because it's just not, not my intention. Or for me, if it doesn't help or it doesn't heal, I don't have that much interest in it. Because mm. it, then it could make us sound really, really special and good if we know all this philosophy, but you have to come to me to get more of it. And it's kind of like, um, mm. but I also believe in a lot of things that where I, I was, I read hundreds of books. I, to, I was told I had a hole in my aura. I had chakras <laughs> were leaking. And like, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, after a while, I'm like, listen, I'm in a combat. Like, how do I fight this then? You know, like, I just didn't understand it. And it, it was, I was receiving so much nonsense from people that couldn't really, that you needed them. And I was very skeptical of that. And even with the healing, I started doing like more of a trance healing. I used to call healers like, you know, broken mediums, like it's bad. And like, I would make fun of Reiki and now I'm a Reiki master teacher. Like for me, the healing quality of mediumship, because look, we can all get edited versions and look like, you know, the amazing, I had Long Island Medium started when I started doing readings, everyone would come in and that's what I was compared to. And I'm like, listen, this isn't a three minute edit, you know, and they just didn't understand it. You know, they were like, what? Now people get it. So the healing quality for me is, is more of a transformation and alignment and meaning like, I don't think people are broken. I think they start becoming a product of their beliefs and stories that tells them they are. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And and sometimes in, in a reading, it has nothing to do with evidence. It doesn't have anything to do with mediumship. I might know that your granddad's here. He was real special in your life when you were younger and you asked him to come. Yes. Okay. And I know that your grandma was really tall, which is, you know, a little bit odd. And they're like, and yeah, you know, and it's weird. And that's it. And then it's like, and I just feel like you're having all these signs and things are going. And it's like, they need to unload some stuff. So it can be very cathartic and doing hands-on work really for me is like I started to see the auric field with my eyes open, but not like people walking around in a pink bubble. Like it was just enough where it was like a haze around someone that I needed to know something about. Mm -hmm. And it was like a little bit of a tinge of a color. And when I would work with people in the energy work, it was like inducing them into a meditative state. That's what I realized. And I would receive differently. Like I would know that dad is standing in the room and I would receive them more, more physically and, and energetically. And, Instead of first person, it was third person. When I do regular readings, it's almost like I'm wearing their energy and I like kind of become them in a way or I see through their, their, I understand through them. And um, it's a very weird thing. And I tell people all the time, like everyone wants to be clairvoyant. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, even if you just see movies, a a picture can say a thousand words. So you you have to kind of feel and, and you got to just be open. And I had people, everybody was, your heart chakra was closed. I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> like, I just had no tolerance. I had no tolerance for that shit because I just, I'm like, get out of here. Cause I read all these books and I was proved wrong so many times because I didn't see it that way. Mm. So we also have to be open and, and take experiential kind of either classes or work oh, with listen. other people. You hey, know? Me, me working seven days a week, you know, in the past I'd have like random other psychics go, you're not balanced. You're not living in balance. And I think you're not paying my fucking bills. So like, right. like I, I, I don't balance. know what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So I have to it's say that it's, they, it's very different. It, right. And they said that that would happen. So again, I want you to clearly train and, and work with people, mentor people. Um, and you do healings. I know you do uh, meditation and what did you call it yeah. when you do your meditations so, during the yeah, day? I do this thing on Facebook live at 12 press noon. Um, it's called uh, yeah. Lunchtime press pause with Drew Callie. Yeah. Mm. I just started doing I it five days a week. It's, like a meditation. Yeah. it's good because people like, you know, you lose yourself, you get up, you go, you go. And it's like, all of a sudden you stop and you breathe. And I'll have people like, is it normal to cry during a meditation? I'm like, I don't know, but I'll take that as a good thing. You know, like, <laughs> because it, it can be very like uplifting and it can release a lot of BS in our head. You know, and in yeah. a heart. Yeah. Right. This is true. So um, I'm hoping that we can um, actually engage you. To yeah, I wish we had five thing. hours because, like, we could sit here. <laughs> I know. Katie, I, I well, love you know hearing why? about Katie. It's, like, so <laughs> nice to talk to other psychics that do our thing yeah. and, um, and hear and like, their honest, perspective. I, I am not interested in a lot of other psychics except a few. Um, and I've met. You know, James Van Prague, John Holland. I've been on workshops. I had ice cream cone with James Van Prague, and we were talking about English mediumship. Um, I, oh I, know, I know, you know, like we, after a while of doing this, when you've been around, you're kind of connected to someone who's connected. You know, you, yeah. the web becomes a little bit small if, if you're doing it for a while and successfully, hopefully. Um, yeah. But the reason, the only reason I, I say that is that, like, I, I just really feel like honored that I'm here with you because I remember when it first happened, when I first heard of you and then I saw you because I was working out of Universal Preservation Hall. We were doing an event and they just spent all this money in 
and, and Teddy Foster was doing a great job and like all this stuff. And I remember, I remember telling her, I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like we need to get Katie here and we need to do a show with both of us. And she was like, she didn't, she wasn't into psyches or mediums. And I just was like, you know, talking about someone else who I just didn't know that well, but I just felt had the integrity, the authenticity, and also was really good, (laughs) which which you can have all the other stuff. And if you can't nail it, you know, (laughs) mostly, you know, you're only going to go so far. And I loved that with working with you that we were really cool with doing it a little bit differently. And it's it's not wrong or right. It's like, I learned from, I need to, to be able to absorb that, but I trust very few. And I'm just, I'm grateful that we were able to kind of blend on that. That's really cool. And to do it again, uh, October 25th. I'm looking forward to that on that Sunday. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for our listeners, Drew and I will be doing another Zoom event, October 25th. You can go to Drew's page and um, sign up um, for a uh, uh, you know, possible uh, reading in our gallery event. And we had great success the last time that um, we did it. Oh, actually, two times that we did it. We had a lot of fun doing it, and yeah. um, I think the audience really enjoyed it. So um, I'm looking forward to it very much. Me so, um, Drew, yeah. I know you have a little girl, too, and I just want yeah. to ask this. Is she showing signs of totally. having this? Okay. <clears throat> she She's really uh, – and she she's very emotional. So we have to be like, you know, what are your words? Because she'll just be like, nah! and I'm like, what? You know, and then it's like, you know, I want you to give me that. (laughs) Like, I'm like, just ask for it. Most of the time she will, but when she gets tired, she's very emotional. But I noticed that she'll say things and do things. She's just, she knows what's going on. And her mom, she doesn't live with me. I get her, you know, we have an arrangement and I see her a lot. And, and I, um, and my wife is, is an amazing stepmom and, and Mattia, my other 12 year old daughter is an amazing sister to her. And so she has all these other people and she has different environments. So I do feel like that's a big thing because she definitely knows how to do a role. And she's kind of like understanding. She'll know who she can go to, when she can go to and feel the pulse. So it's really interesting. And like when I do meditations, she just lays on me. And it's really cool because usually getting a three and a half year old to do that without something, you know, um, and, you know, everything I do, it's funny because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's my favorite thing. Like meditations are such a cool way too, especially with kids, you know, like they see and they're so open. So, you know, having a daughter, I feel brought on a whole other level for me of work to do on me um, (laughs) to make seriously, because I don't want to pass my negative crap onto her um and i've already done things where i sound like someone i don't want to sound like and i'm like all right i need to work on that and i need to be i I don't wake up humble like i'm so humble i get humbled by circumstances and i get smacked in the face with two by fours and i'm like oh i gotta look at that and i surround myself with other people that are honest with me too you know and it's oh and i learned it's okay to have a bad day you know And, and my wife always jokes like she's like listen we're gonna screw them up some way or another so you know let's just try to do it the least amount as possible you know and it's hard having someone from a different household where i'm you know her mother and i don't like have normal conversations all the time but we're not on bad terms it's just like you know there's not a lot of sharing coming my way Mm. so we we kind of have to like make sure we're not out of balance with that and uh you know it's it's really as much of a challenge it's changed the way that i read and the way that I feel and sense, and I don't know why. It brought back an innocence, and it also brought an extra depth, mm. a level of depth like to this healing that I, I don't know how to explain, for me. 
that's that's actually a pretty profound and you don't even know need to know but that is pretty profound she's my biggest teacher um that you're in yeah. that, that yep i get that i have and, and michelle's got boys and i think michelle that. feels the same way that each one of her boys have taught her a different kind of level of psychic healing oh, all those yeah. things and they've all got they're each you know they each have abilities and talents in different ways and just talking with them helping them to understand themselves i've learned so much yeah. my 13 year old he's like i put up a force field to protect you today when you went to work <laughs> i got this awesome honey thank you isn't that um, cool <laughs> i was doing i was doing yeah, this yoga, yoga position because i you know, I try, I'll do anything that's going to make me feel better. So I'm sitting there doing this yoga thing. And my daughter does yoga with her mom. Mom is a yoga teacher or whatever. And she's like, Dada, let me show you. So she's doing this thing. She's like really flexible. She put her foot in her mouth, you know. <laughs> so she's, and she comes over to me and I'm doing like this one position. And it's not a big, big deal. She comes over and she, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm helping you. And she's yeah. like lifting my arm up, like supporting me. <laughs> so cool. It was just so cute. I was like, oh, that's she's like, adorable. She'll be like, you're my dad, dad. And she'll just lay her head on me. Yeah. Like to me, I want, every time she does, I want to cry. I'm just like, I don't deserve this, you know? So that's the work for me is like, yes, I do. And, right. you know, I, but I need to earn it every day. Yeah. So, you know, there's a real um, change. And also I never shut this work off until I had a wife and, a, and kids. I just right. didn't, I didn't know how to, like you said, seven days a week. I, and it's almost my default is to get on, you know, get on zoom and do something like it's my safe place now where it used to be like a scary place. So we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable doing what we do, but we also have to stay. I feel for me, I have to stay really connected in my finger on the pulse of other people, regular people. So I don't get away from the regular language because mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing certain people, where they just sounded like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, no. Um, they become, um, years ago when I was taking classes, they were saying that like you become almost airy fairy. Right. And it's hard to stay grounded. So you start to get like, you know, moonbeams and. You and do. And especially if you're really into that. Right. You know, be careful if you're what really you read. into that and you want to escape, then that's how your psychic readings are going to become. And they literally lose touch with reality. Well, you can't be in the now doing this kind of work for healing and psychic medium work if you're not like getting stuck in traffic or you get, you know, um, whatever, you got to pay your bills. You got to, that you're literally going, I get you. I get this. Oh, you, oh, you dated a narcissist. I did that bitch. I totally get that. So, you know, so it's like, you need to go through that. Um, all right. So, uh, let's do a meditation. I don't, I don't want to. I didn't want to cut. I didn't mean to cut. Okay. I love when you share. I don't want to cut you off. I just didn't no, know no, if there no. was an end time and I don't see any time. Um, no, don't I, worry about it. I feel like I could talk with you forever. I we know, should do a, I We know. should do a mediumship cursing show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> people think we're like float. I tell people, listen, I don't float. I don't have a bad phone to God. I, I, don't, I don't get special treatment. Actually, if anything, it doesn't work as good for me as it does for you. You know? Exactly. Um, but, um, but, again, I just really appreciate you and, and all of you guys and just for doing this. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's hard to stay connected and to stay relevant. You know, there's so, you could throw a rock and hit a psychic wow. medium that claims to be a psychic medium. And everywhere I go, Katie's like selling out something <laughs> or, you know, and she's so humble. You are you, honestly like you don't have, like I remember at one point, I, like I'm like, you know, I'm getting more benefit than you are. 
because oh. you have much more of a following. And like, you know, there was, there was a lot of, um, I didn't know how to kind of even approach you with certain things. And you, you made, you made yourself approachable. And I, I really, I'll forever oh, respect that because I don't kind. find a lot of people I can connect with like that anymore. Oh, that's very thank kind. You. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate that. So Drew, let's do one of your um, meditations. I'm really excited. Awesome. So, um, use this today. <laughs> so short, right? Yes. Okay. Give us a give us a brief one, just to help okay. us reconnect and kind of reboot. Okay. So just allow your breath to get into a natural rhythm, and just have your body in a position that you don't have to move. And if anyone's listening and you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> and just allow your out breath to be a little bit longer than your in breath. Just notice any resistance, any doubt, any fear. Just breathe it out. Let it go. Acknowledge it. Let it go. Resistance is persistence. Allow your thoughts to come and go. And just focus on your breath. And just breathe up through your lower back, out every pore in your skin, clear waves of energy. And as you do this, you notice that there's a sliver in the atmosphere just above your head and this gentle wave of relaxation comes down through the mind, face, down the shoulders, arms, hands and fingers, down through the chest and back, to torso, hips, down through the feet, into the earth, as far as the mind will allow it to go. You feel your shoulders relax. And with your next breath, you start to notice this beautiful white light coming up through the bottom of your feet, through your legs, all the way up out the top of your head and it gently circles around you as your own personal hurricane of grace with you at the center, whole, still, complete. You notice your breath becomes white. And all of a sudden you notice that the floor is no longer underneath you. You're floating just above the clouds, just below the stars, connected to everything that is that ever was and that will be love truth expansion hope and light and you can feel the angels and the guardians and the ancestors and the masters and the teachers and the loved ones around you comfortably supporting you guiding you and then you start to feel this gentle pull back down towards the earth as if the earth is also coming up towards you. And in the flash of an instant, you're on the most beautiful beach and you could feel the sand underneath your toes. You could smell and taste the salt in the air. You could hear the seagulls in the background. You could hear the waves gently crashing. And you could feel that beautiful sun shining down upon your skin. And this beautiful yellow and golden light emits through you as your spiritual self awakens. Just allow yourself to go beyond thought, beyond mind, and just let yourself be. And you become aware of a visitor just for you. Let it be an organic and natural energetic exchange, not of the mind, but of the heart and of the soul. Just allow it to unfold naturally. 
And now you start to become aware of these angelic or higher level beings around you. And there's a single word that comes to you that's just for you. Accept it, let it go. And I just want you to feel the peace, the harmony, the divine current that runs through you, from you, to you, so that your life happens for you. And I want you to just bring someone that you love that really needs some healing to your mind and imagine their energy is floating out in front of you. And the beings of light around you begin to illuminate. You may see them, just trust that they're there. And this healing light flows through you to that person for their highest and greatest need, their highest and greatest good, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, and physically. Without the attachment to outcome, just send them all the love and the light that they can receive, if they will, receive it. And then notice the spider web of people around them that it could affect positively. And once again, there's a flash of light, and there you are sitting in place of that other person, and you receive the same. Allow yourself to be in a state of relaxation and receiving. Notice your own aura. How does it feel? And then once again, just bring your awareness to the word gratitude, not for what you have, but for who you are, for what you've been through and for where you are. And I'm just going to count from five backwards as you breathe your way back into that conscious state, five, four, three, two, one, and you can open your eyes and just gently wiggle your fingers and toes. <sighs> Drew, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I it's love probably one that. of the most powerful, I, I think, meditations, even though that was brief, that I have ever done. You are you. definitely, you talk about a gift. Yeah, that the, is truly um, your gift. Thank you. Your voice, it just... Yeah. yeah, and I know I don't I don't plan it like I have certain formats that I work within, but I get very guided. It's very channeled, um, not like where I'm in a total different. I'm in a different state, but it's like I can feel when to stop. It just and it's been ten years of doing it, mm. but um, every group, wow. every person that I work with, it's a little bit different, and people have different experiences. And it's one of those things that I'd never expected, I never <laughs> looked for, and it, I have come to enjoy it sometimes more than anything else because you can have mediumship, healing, psychic information received from each person. And I actually have one tonight, 7.30 to 9. I do deeper states. I do three and five week groups. Part of the reason I do the groups is I want the same group to work with. Otherwise, you have to kind of start right. over for people that never did it. And people have these real right. cathartic, transformative experiences. And I'm telling you, it's in spite of me. It's, <laughs> it's, it may come through me, but it's it's in spite of me. And I feel really blessed to be a part of it. That Thank was, you. I got to tell you. It was incredible. Drew, that was powerful. It was absolutely.
Yeah, it was really incredible. And I am looking forward not only to working with you on the 25th, but I hope that you come back and uh, hang out again with us. I'd love to. Um, and we can talk. I could talk all night with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Listen, guys, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. How do, how do our listeners get a hold of you or where can they find you? Um, sorry, I need to take a drink. <laughs> I um, Of water, of water, if you're listening. Um, I... Um, DrewCalley.com, and I have classes online. I have some events. You're the event on there right now, uh, mm -hmm. me and you, yeah. and that's October yeah. 25th. And um, there's services on there, and there's sessions. And I do uh, one in-person session right now, which is a soul session. It's two hours. It's an hour healing and an hour reading. And then I do um, – I was doing focus sessions, but that's what booked up. I'm doing spirit sessions for 45 minutes, dedicated to mediumship, but there's some psychic in there. And it's all done via Zoom. Um, but they can literally, and they can also find me on Facebook at Drew Cali Psychic Medium and Instagram at Drew Cali Psychic Medium. Uh, but DrewCali.com has a little bit of everything for there. So thank you so much. Really, thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, Drew, oh, thank you so much. This was um, and so thank you to our listeners again. Thank you to for listening to us, and please subscribe, share us, like us. And keep on listening because we'll have more coming up. So, and give us your suggestions. We love that too. So, again, Drew, thank you so much. Many blessings, especially yeah, you too. Thank uh, tonight you. is our autumn equinox. Oh, wow. um, so, a lot of shift right now in the, obviously <laughs> the universe and everything that's going on around us. So, thank you all so much. Dee, thank you again. Michelle, as always, I love you. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Thank you. Good night. Good night. I'm gonna push forward.